He's kind of like the Joe Rogan of the hospitality industry right now. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Yeah, well, so in my opinion, people should be using the OTAs as lead gen, right? So they're pulling in new people from Airbnb, VRBO, booking.com. But once they're in their, um, you know, company profile, if they have them in their marketing um, list, then they can use this badge to remarket to people. Anyone who's stayed on your property in the past, um, anyone who's coming directly to your website should be able to see that badge. So include it in your email newsletters, in your marketing materials. And if people are feeling nervous about traveling right now, um, maybe it's just gonna take one email in their inbox because they've stayed with your property before, they had a good experience, and they just need to tick off again that last piece that I feel safe going there. Welcome to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast where we discuss all things hospitality, hotels, and business. You can find us online at slicktalkthepodcast.com and on every podcast listening platform. All right. Welcome back to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast. I'm your host, Will Slickers, and today I have another lovely guest um, for the first time in a long time. I actually we're in the same time zone, thankfully, actually in the same state. Uh, a lot of other guests are, you know, totally, completely uh, different time zones. So it's been uh, been nice to work with you. And so for all the listeners out there, um, knows that I'm in the vacation rental space, also hotels and just overall hospitality. But um, this is a topic I think is pretty important, obviously, with uh, today's current, you know, events of COVID-19. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about the birth of this. But uh, today I have with me Jill, who is the owner of VR Scheduler and also the cleaning certification. So Jill, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Will. Yeah, I'm really happy to be here. And um, as you said, I'm right down the road here in Leavenworth, Washington. So we're both in um, the Pacific Northwest Um which is a fun place to be right now <laughs> with COVID and all that's going on. That was a little sarcasm there. Um, so yeah, I think we're lucky to live in a state that has um, so many resources in it in terms of, you know, um, just the forward thinking of our government agencies. And there's a lot of um, you know, universities like the University of Washington that's putting a lot of um, research into what's happening and actually driving a lot of the decisions made. So I feel kind of fortunate to be up here in Washington state, um, even though we are dealing with, you know, kind of a, a lot of the brunt of, of COVID and, and the pandemic. Yes, exactly. And we're, we're going to talk a little bit more about, you know, the resources that you found, obviously, um, to create what we're about to talk about. Um, but before we get into that, I want to get into your background, your origin story. Um, as my, my phrase is that, you know, let's dive into who you are, your, your, your history, because I feel like it's always a great buildup and importance to, to what we're about to talk about and on how you got to the you know, current journey you're on. 
Sure. Yeah. So my um, background is in tech. I have a degree in computer science and electrical engineering. So I'm one of those super technical people. I've um, had about three online tech businesses um, in the internet space. And I came to Leavenworth about seven years ago and just sort of got myself immersed in um, the travel industry and travel culture. And we're a destination resort for Seattle. So I have a lot of friends and connections that own vacation rentals or manage vacation rentals or um, just work in the vacation space. Um, once I sold my last business, I sort of just started to see an opportunity for helping these people. Um, all of the businesses that I've started have been with the intent of making businesses more efficient and um, more accurate. So that's kind of the origin story of VR scheduler is I just kind of stepped in and saw how these people were running their businesses. I actually owned a vacation rental myself. So I was sort of part of the culture just in terms of being a customer of theirs. And I was able to see some inefficiencies and that's where VR scheduler kind of started is just working with the companies in the resort town of Leavenworth here in Washington state. So for the listeners, what is VR scheduler and why is it so important for managers? Because I think it, it's, it's actually, when it comes down to it, being immersed in the industry, um, you know, doing what we do, a lot of us managers, um, thankfully, I don't have to be on that part of the, you know, the business. But um, when it comes to the, you know, housekeeping and maintenance and all the other stuff that goes on, um, it can get quite hectic. So I want to hear a little bit more about VR scheduler, what you guys do, and then of course, um, why it's so important. Sure. Yeah. Sorry. I kind of glossed over that. Um, so VR, <laughs> VR scheduler is software that manages the staff and the tasks and all of your boots on the ground workers. So we basically import bookings from any source, whether you're on, you know, Escapia or just using Airbnb. And we turn that into a schedule for your staff. Um, it's pretty much fully automated. So once you get your rules in the system, those schedules are automatically generated. Um, those push out to your staff so your staff can have dashboards in the field and they can mark things complete and use checklists um, and um, basically set up the way that you want your staff to use it. And then as those things are marked complete and issues are submitted, it tracks all of those maintenance things as well. So the software basically is a comprehensive operations software for vacation rentals specifically. Um, and as I said, it would manage all of your staff, all of your tasks, any maintenance issues that come in. And it also has components for payroll and billing. Um, so it can kind of do that end-to-end -end work for you. The one things, the things that we don't actually cover is any guest communication or booking. So you would use this in conjunction with your booking software. Yeah, so this is basically a back of house program for everybody involved in the, the flipping of the property and then, of course, um, communication between the team. Yep, exactly. You're exactly right. So this is for the housekeeping managers, the maintenance managers, everyone that's in the back of the house. Um, and then reservationists can dip in to see what the status is of the properties and um, kind of see if, if they're ready for check-in and that kind of thing. Okay. And so do, um, by any chance, this is kind of off topic or off, uh, you know, off schedule uh, question, but do, okay. do the housekeepers take a picture? Do they submit anything to, you know, show that's up to standard or is it kind of, you know, they're trained to the certain topic or the certain degree and it just kind of goes off of that? 
Yeah, that's a great question. So our software is set up so that the managers can basically choose how they want to run their staff. Um, some property managers have staff that are really well trained and they've worked with them for a long time. So they don't want them pulling out their phone and taking pictures all the time. Um, other property managers work with new staff all the time, or maybe their owners are super picky. And in those cases, they can set up task forms where they can have them take multiple pictures and prove you know, the work that was done through image uploading or image matching um, checklists of any format. Um, so the system is really flexible. The property managers can set up those task forms however they want. On the maintenance side, when a staff member runs into an issue on the property, like a stain in the carpet or a broken um, table, they can submit that immediately into the system. Okay. And they can take pictures of that maintenance item as well as description and categorize it. That gets submitted to the system, alerted out to um, the proper staff members, and um, it can be managed at that point. So does it create like a ticket saying like, hey, this needs to be fixed before the next guest comes in? Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Okay, cool. yeah. So awesome. it basically create, creates a maintenance ticket and then someone may have to like sort of air traffic control that to the right person. But yeah. yeah, so they can see if there's any open issues on that property before that next guest comes in and decide if that's urgent or not. Okay, awesome. And so this is kind of a two part question, but how long have you been running as a company, a VR scheduler? And then of course, um, with this being a tech and like software business inside the hospitality and vacation <laughs> space, what have been some challenges that you've seen just being, you know, like I said, a software company inside, uh, you know, hospitality and vacation rentals? Um, so we've been up and running for about four years. Um, and that's the answer to the first question. <laughs> um, and then your second question, which is what are the challenges um, that we've seen being tech in a kind of a non-tech space, so to speak? Well, so first of all, I was going to say also, uh, it's, it, it paints a picture, you know, this is a business that was created off of a problem that you saw. So this is a solution. Yeah. So I'm, I want to see, um, you know, by providing the solution to managers and everybody else, um, maybe what are some you know, hurdles that you had to overcome? Obviously, you know, been running for four years, so it's doing good. You're doing good mm -hmm. and you're, you're making a difference. And I, and I think it's super important to see, uh, you know, by providing a solution, it isn't always, you know, uh, it's not always going to be, you know, smooth sailing, I guess is the right phrase. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. And, you know, I have to say, well, like we've seen a big shift in the last four years. I would say at the beginning, um, we worked with a, like a lot, not a lot, but I would say maybe 50% or something of companies where the owner would come in and say, we want to be more efficient. We want to be more automated. We need to like go into the future. We've been doing our schedules on a wall calendar or in Excel and we're copying, pasting bookings and, you know, things are getting dropped, things are getting missed. And we just need to have everything organized so that we don't miss cleans and, um, and we're not spending an enormous amount of time just getting our schedules mm -hmm. dialed and then have a last minute booking come in and, and mess it all up. So, the challenge to that is the owner is sees the vision, but then the housekeeping manager is unwilling to change because they have, you know, their heels dug in. What we're doing right now is working. 
I like my paper calendar. I like my Excel spreadsheet. I like these printouts. I like things to be on paper. You know, just that challenge with um, adopting change and trusting automation. And there's a big trust factor to the software because um, you're basically trusting that all of these tasks are getting generated the way you want them to. So once that hurdle is overcome, we've seen these housekeeping managers like just really adopt this um, software. But if we can't overcome that challenge, you know, it's either been shifting the staff or, um, or just, you know, not adopting a software solution for that. So that's kind of what we've seen in the past. I think now in the last even year, it's been a little more smooth sailing where the people who we're seeing come in the door are ready for a software solution and they're ready for full automation and they're ready to like really run their internal teams with really lean mm -hmm. and they need a solution that's going to make it so that they don't have to have, you know, one person doing the scheduling all week long. Like that's just a little piece of their job. And then they're, you're, they're running other stuff as well. Yeah. Does that answer your question? Oh yeah, for sure. And I was also going to ask you, um, you know, have you had to make any, you know, obviously being a software, I'm assuming you probably have had to make some changes, tweaks, upgrades, <laughs> you know, like that type of stuff. Um, what's the difference from when, you, you know, when you guys started to where you are today with, with the overall look and feel and operation of it? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I would say when we first started, we were definitely kind of finding um, our niche, so to speak, or the lane that we were staying in. Um, and now we're solidly in the lane of we um, are just running operations. So we're not looking to, to communicate with guests or to touch that money side of things. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I would say at the beginning, we were mainly focused on the scheduling piece and making sure that the schedule was accurate and the rules for creating those schedules in a way that everything could be automated. Um, because if you think about it in the vacation rental world, last minute bookings can come in and re, um, rejigger your schedule at any moment. Um, so that was our lane at the beginning. And as we listen to our customers, we work with anyone from a property manager to a cleaning company. We also work with a lot of house or hot tub companies. And all of those companies, the thing they have in common is that their schedule is based off of this vacation rental workflow. So check in, check out, mid-stay, mid-vacancy, even on a set schedule. Um, as the company has progressed and as we've been, we've been listening to our company, we've... Um, brought into our set of um, features, things like billing, payroll, laundry room reports. Um, so just adding to our suite of services that um, comprehensive solution for the operation side of the business. Um, all of our development is, is based off of our customers. Okay. So we really do listen to our customers and, and kind of distill that down into what would be the most helpful. Um, I would say that the difference between the company at the beginning and the company now is that our development um, has slowed way down um, as we are sort of already providing so much functionality and we want to make sure that anything we add is more helpful than hurtful to our customers. Exactly. And it's uh, something I've said with a couple other guests in the podcast, but it's like having a, an officer in the army come in to lead a crew that, and they've never, you know, done the job that they're leading them to do. And so, you know, when you're that type of person versus a person who's been in the, you know, the front lines, 
done the work, you know, you have your own vacation rental. And then of course you are literally basing off of every, um, you know, uh, helpful, you know, word or, you know, idea from your clients on how to improve. Um, that's where it makes a big mm -hmm. difference where you're like, oh, I'm just going to create this. So I have never experienced vacation rentals or cleaning a property or flipping one, but right. we're just going to, we're just going to do it. Um, there's a, that's, that makes a huge, um, a huge difference in, in, uh, I think success and overall just operation and flow. Um, now that you're at four years, it's kind of cool that you're not developing as much because now you get to just run as a company, not, not have to constantly be updating and doing stuff. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. And I think, um, you know, we do, I do, we do benefit from living in a vacation rental town because I can literally go down the street and sit yeah. in the office of some of my customers and just ask them questions and yeah. talk to the actual housekeepers or to the maintenance people and look at the dashboards and say, what's going on here. For sure. Um, so that's been amazing. And, um, yeah, it's, it's fun. It's fun. It's good. <laughs> it is really fun. Well, I want to talk about um, a certain pivot you've made during this time of uh, COVID-19 and the pandemic, and, you know, at hand with the cleaning certification. So um, I've done housekeeping in the past in my history and background of, of hospitality and hotels. But um, what, so what made you kind of go towards this pivot? I want to understand, you know, the why you created the cleaning certification course, and then of course the significance of it, um, even though it's pretty obvious with COVID-19, but still I think it's a, it's a good thing to dive into. Yeah, I appreciate talking about this um, because I'm very passionate about um, the cleaning course. Um, so basically the history of that is I was talking to a few of my customers and we were all talking about how the protocols and cleaning procedures would need to change based on the guidelines um, out there by um, organizations like the CDC and the WHO. And what I sort of realized is that everyone was doing the same research and everyone was trying to figure out how to train their staff. And I kind of took it upon myself to say, why don't we all pool our efforts and so that we're not all doing the exact same research and we can come up with one program that is easy for our housekeeping staff to, um, to use and we can all share it and that would save everyone you know, time and effort and yeah. um, just the headache of, of distilling all of this information down into like one piece of information that the housekeepers can remember. And so in doing that, um, of course I took it on myself because that's my nature. Um, <laughs> I realized that the easiest way to get that into the housekeeping staff would be through an online course. Um, one, because you don't really wanna pull everyone into the same room that defies all social distancing rules at this point. And two, because um, then they could do it at home, online, self-paced, without the pressure of like having a manager stare at them. And if we could do the courses in a way that were short little lessons, um, followed by, um, by quizzes, um, that would be a really great way for them to remember the information. I kind of based it off of, if you've ever taken a food handler's permit, yeah, exactly. um, the food, yeah. So I've, I've recently taken my food handler's permit because I actually run a, um, bike event here in Leavenworth for okay. little kids, um, called bike and juice. <laughs> um, and it was so easy to re like, I watched that video or the, I took the course and I literally remembered almost every single thing in there just because of the way it was presented. So I based the course off of the way that was delivered just to make sure that 
the boots on the ground people, the housekeepers, the maintenance staff would easily be able to remember when to stay home, how to wash your hands, how to put on and take off gloves, how to dispose of them, you know, how to go from a dirty task to a clean task, like all of the just really basic information delivered in a way that they can remember it and implement it easily into their current cleaning procedures. I totally agree. And for all the listeners listening, I took the course and now that you said it, the food handler's permit that like, it does remind me a lot of that because that's what I did in high school. I, you know, I remember that course so vividly. Um, and then also the, the importance of, I think um, if I was not in the, you know, in the army national guard, not, you know, doing the COVID-19 stuff I'm doing now, I don't think this would have made as much like, I don't know. It's a, I know the stuff that was being talked about. So for me, it was like, of course, like I know this, but if I did not have that training previously, this would all been brand new to me. Um, I especially remember the importance of, you know, like taking off a pair of gloves is so that's like one of the biggest things that we see on the front lines right now during this COVID-19 response is people do not know how to take off gloves. Um, and that's like been the biggest cross contamination as well as people going from a clean to dirty. Um, so creating those hot and cold zones. Um, and then of course, how to dispose of the, the garbage. We, we, you know, the bio bags as we call them. Um, it's super important because I don't think um, without this type of training, you wouldn't know how like the glove thing is so, so huge that most people don't know that, you know, go inside, palm it, do the same thing. And, uh, so I just, from my, my side personally, I totally think this is something if you've never had training in, you should. And if you don't, you need to, because especially with the transition of everything opening up, um, this is going to be key. And this is what um, is going to lead into another, you know, certain topic, but trust and transparency with guests and your team and everybody involved on the property is, is key. Um, I obviously want to open up the floor back to you, but that's just kind of my two cents on, on the training. I took the course. It's totally worth every single second is very quick and it's very informative. So that's just my, my two cents. Yeah. I mean, you're kind of nailing all the important concepts is that we want the course to be quick. We want it to be memorable. We want to teach those basic concepts and it's also super affordable because we want to make sure that, any housekeeper can take it, even if they're a self-employed 1099 housekeeper. You know, yeah. these people don't get a lot of support. They don't have a lot of, um, you know, a lot of times they don't have a lot of funds that yeah. are extra. Um, the course is literally $20 and you get a certificate at the end. So um, I think it just will support our boots on the ground, our housekeepers, our maintenance people, even if they have to pay for it themselves. Like we wanna make sure that they're able to stay safe. Um, we also are giving away, I know I'm kind of, no, I don't good. know if this is appropriate time <laughs> yeah, to talk about good. this. You can cut this out <laughs> if you want to. Um, we are giving away courses to anyone who is a recipient of the housekeeper relief fund. Mm -hmm. This is a fund set up by Cliff Johnson from rented.com to help to also help support housekeepers who are in need during this time um, we're giving um a dollar from every course purchased to this fund and anyone who's a recipient of the fund gets a free course as well so if you can't afford the course um you can reach directly out to me or you can reach out to the housekeeper relief fund and we're happy to give you free courses 
And um, I'll because also, our primary intent is to keep those people safe. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll also second that if you can't afford it or if you want to get this for your team, I will also donate and purchase a handful and make sure that everyone is getting able to, you know, get these resources just because I feel it is important. We, you know, something we definitely overlook um, or at least overlooked in the, in, in the industry. I think um, obviously it was kind of a unspoken standard of cleanliness and, and, and just overall operations and flow. But I think now everyone's very much more alert uh, I know I am like every door handle I touch every time I touch my face I'm like oh dang it like what the heck um, so it, I think it's now it's going to be it's going to be hit on a lot and so I think uh, just the overall importance of this is really really key so again just to reiterate what Jill just said if you guys can't afford it or if you know a team or a company that just needs a, a boost and a, and a helping hand just reach out to any of us and we'll get you guys all taken care yeah. of um, yeah I wanna, Primary goal is to keep those people safe, right? And to exactly. stop, slow the spread. Okay. No, exactly. A hundred percent. hundred percent. So with these certifications and badges, um, there comes a certification number. And so I want to talk about this certain aspect of it, just because um, for the people that have been following yeah. the show, we're seeing, I think, a new shift and a change in the industry with this type of technology and this type of um, of process. So we've had IPRAC um, on the show, which is based out in London and also Spain, I believe, Spain and London. Um, and so yeah. what they are, they're a certification um, company that certifies vacation rental managers to in order to protect against fraud and all these other horrible things that happen, unfortunately. Um, and so let's talk about why it's so important to have yeah. um, this number on the cleaning certification and this type of technology that, you know, verifies um, certain people's certifications as well as uh, companies. Um, and also kind of the importance of where you got that from and who's helped with the idea mm -hmm. and the inspiration and of course all this <laughs> other good stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm really glad you brought up IPRAC because Chris Mon, who's the founder of IPRAC, um, was a huge component of me developing this certification program. Um, I spent a long time talking to him about how to make sure that we're providing a lot of value to the guests as well as to the housekeepers. Um, I come from the housekeeper world, so my primary focus and my primary kind of background comes from the housekeeper perspective, but he was really able to educate me on how to really get that guest trust piece um, solidified in the program. And that, um, that basically will entail every property manager that sends their staff through the training. So every single one of their staff members have to take the training and basically learn all of the basics, how to wash your hands, when to stay home, all of those things that are very important right now. Um, they'll receive a badge with a number on it. That number can then be, um, sent out in all of your marketing materials, and then the guest can come to the website, plug in that badge number, and see um, that you are verified. So it closes that loop on guest trust so that they have a way to verify that you're actually a cleaning certification badge holder, and they can see exactly the protocols that you've been following, which are basically just that staff training piece. Mm -hmm. um, we truly feel like 
any badge system that's coming out right now has to be backed by training. Um, the property manager can say they're going to do anything, but unless their staff is properly trained or has been educated in the current protocols, um, you know, that doesn't really hold water. So these badge numbers, um, again, Chris from IPRAC has been um, so helpful in understanding how that this whole process works, but the, basically the guests can take the badge number, look it up on the website and feel completely confident and 100% um, ready to book. <clears throat> we do have some, um, some stats on what's happened. I know I'm, I think, I feel like I'm jumping ahead a little bit. No, here. this is great. No, this, um, uh, I, I was just going to ask okay. you, what, what have you guys seen? Um, you know, from the increase of, of people listing, you know, the certification on their site and everything like that. Yeah. So to be honest, we've done case studies with just a couple of our users of the badge so far. I mean, it's a brand new program. So yeah. we're just trying to like get those case studies um, in-house. But um, the number one thing that we've been hearing back from the people using the badge is that the amount of customer service around inquiries with their cleaning protocols has gone to zero. Oh, so wow. any property that's listed with the badge listed on their listing image has completely eliminated that back and forth. What are your cleaning protocols? What are you doing for COVID? Like it just has completely instilled that trust piece. And we've seen that those badge numbers are actually getting looked up on our website. Oh wow. So we're not sure like at what point the guest has that amount of trust, but it's definitely solving that problem of um, communication to the guests quickly. Um, in terms of bookings, we do have a couple case studies that are showing that bookings are increasing far beyond our expectations. Um, I can send you the a screenshot of um, one of our one of our customers booking increases, um, but basically they put a badge on one of their beachfront luxury properties and not on the other one. And, the, and they had been getting the same occupancy rate all through the whole year. They put the badge on one of the properties on May 20th and their occupancy rate for both properties at that time were at about 48%. On June 3rd, the property without the badge was at 51% occupancy and the property with the badge was at 91% occupancy. Oh, wow. So it's a big jump. So it's a huge jump and the property manager is like really ready to just talk to anyone in the world about this. So he's beyond thrilled and he's like, I'm going to put the badge on the other one. And I'm like, wait, just hold on. I want to get a little more statistics, but um, yeah. it's hard to talk people into, you know, getting less bookings on any yeah. property right now. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, okay, we, you can make some money, but let me learn really quick. <laughs> Um, exactly. Can you just give me a week? Exactly. Uh, so I guess this is kind of off, you know, guide, I guess as well, but are you, does it, do you think this means that we're going to start seeing the, the guest booking behavior change? Because I think it was so, everybody wants instant, instant book. They just want to find a property that they can imagine themselves at. Um, now that everyone's more aware, do you think this is going to change the booking process? They're going to take a little bit more time to digging into this type of, you know, 
stuff because I know a lot of people have been getting inquiries like what are you doing for COVID how are you cleaning your sheets or your countertops or blah 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 Um, but I I guess I might be answering my own question but I think this is probably going to be a a pretty big shift at least for the coming future yeah I mean I am going to be a little contrary here but I don't think so Um, just from talking to my customers the I don't think that people care much. (laughs) I think they care, but I think they're mostly still concerned with the location and their family and the experience and all of those things that they've cared about the whole time. Mm -hmm. And this is just another box to check, you know? So they're still going to be looking for the same experience that they've gotten in the past. I mean, I know that's going to shift a little bit because of, um, you know, social distancing and, and, those types of things, but I, I, I really don't think that people are going to want something different. I think they're going to want the exact same thing. And this is just another box that they want to check. You know, it's like, what's the return policy check? What's the cleaning policy check? So if you can provide them with that assurance Mm -hmm. easily, then they can go back to shopping the way they normally shop. Gotcha. So if you, if they had, so if they had no, if the, the property had no badge, they would probably inquire, you know, what are you cleaning? Because obviously they want the experience that they see, but they're still curious yes. versus that say they still see the same experience, but then they see the badge and they look it up and like, no, okay, this is trained. This is what they do. They don't have to inquire. They can still book and just have that confidence immediately. Yep. Okay. It just reduces that barrier to entry. It's just like smooths the experience out. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so do you see more? So this is the, the next question I kind of had planned out was, do you see the industry starting to shift towards this type of trust and verification, not only in cleaning, but in other areas as well? Yeah, I think so, just because it's becoming a more mature industry. So um, I feel like we're shifting into a place where there's going to be <clears throat> more standards across the board. Mm-hmm and more business organizations that bring together competitors to create those standards. Um, So I think that, I mean, obviously this is a very new industry and it's very exciting because it's new. Um, But as you look at other industries that are much older, you see that there are these sort of business sort of organizations that help set these standards. And one of the primary benefits of that is it keeps it out of um, government regulation. So I think, you know, the industry really is aware of how much the government can control um, in our industry. And we want to make sure that any standards or guidelines are set by the industry and not by the government. Um, Completely agree. If that makes sense. 100%. Yeah. Um, So that's, that's, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I would say a lot of other guests on the show have also been saying like, you know, Jeremy Gall. And then of course, um, David Cross from um, Rent Responsibly. You know, we're all, I think a lot of people are starting to, and um, another big, uh, I think, disruptor or player in the industry, Matt Landau, who's got the Unlocked podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been talking um, amongst each other in the professional field you know, I think the bar is being raised, you know, everyone could have just listed their property on Airbnb and gotten away with it. Um, But now with, I think a lot of 
variables and factors. Not that it's a new industry, but there's a lot of new you know, growth in the industry recently with the, the rise of OTAs and then of course, like Airbnb and everything else. Now the standard is being raised because like, okay, almost everyone can enter. Now we need to close that barrier a little bit because we're letting some bad apples ruin everything, such as let, letting the bad apples cause government involvement. And now mm-hmm. uh, I think, like you just said, the industry is, is saying, no, we need to raise it for our sake so that we, we keep control because we are one of the most creative industries and most uh, you know, entrepreneurial based type. You know, every guest I've had on the show has been an entrepreneur in some way um, because they've saw an issue, they provided a solution and it just creates that standard and that trust raising. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's like literally the wild, wild west out here, right? Yeah. So um, anyone and everyone can list their, you know, kid's bedroom on Airbnb and book it out for a night or whatever. But um, yeah, I think you're totally right. Like the bar needs to be raised. And if we can do it as an industry and keep it out of government, that's going to be the best case scenario for the industry. Um, and <clears throat> I do think that Jeremy is uh, and Breezeway are doing a great job at that safety component as well. Um, and also Alex Negat properly has, oh, yeah. you know, a hand in this whole thing. And honestly, like the three of us have talked about, you know, what it would take to pull something together. I don't know, you know, obviously we're competitors, so I'm not sure, you know, what that would look like, but I think that would be an ideal scenario is for, you know, the competition to come together and put together, um, some best practices and some guidelines that would drive the whole industry. And I'm mostly looking at it from the cleaning and safety mm-hmm. side of things. And I know Chris from IPRAC is looking at it from trust. the owner verification and that trust piece. So, you know, I don't really know what that looks like in the future, um, but I know I want to be a part of it. <laughs> no, for sure. And, and compet- competition aside, you know, it's, this is a, I think, the coolest part about hospitality and like Eric uh, Moeller and a few other people um, who have really just been industry disruptors in a lot of ways, you know, com- competition aside, this is our industry and we are the most, I think, unique because when other people are fighting each other in other industries and trying to, you know, beat, you know, compete for the top dollar, we come together, whether we're competitors or not. And, and it's very much united front where, um, I don't think you find that in most industries. So either way, um, and that's why I like the podcast too. It's like, cause I well, we to- are in hospitality. <laughs> exactly. Right. Um, but I want to kind of lead into another passionate topic. Um, how does this really, you kind of touch base obviously with the reflection of um, putting the badge on one luxury property and not on the other and the increase of occupancy, mm-hmm. but how does this increase in direct bookings now? So I know the badge and the certification can be placed on marketing material as well as website, mm-hmm. but, um, what do you think this is going to play in the direct book movement? Yeah, well, so in my opinion, people should be using the OTAs as lead gen, right? So they're pulling in new people from Airbnb, VRBO, booking.com. But once they're in their um, you know, company profile, if they have them in their marketing um, list, then they can use this badge to remarket to people. Anyone who stayed on your property in the past, um, anyone who's coming directly to your website should be able to see that badge. So include it in your email newsletters, 
in your marketing materials. And if people are feeling nervous about traveling right now, um, and maybe it's just going to take one email in their inbox because they've stayed with your property before they had a good experience and they just need to tick off again, that last piece that I feel safe going there. So I would definitely recommend that property managers include the badge or the verbiage in their email newsletters out to past guests and past contacts. Um, and I do think that it will, you know, increase their bookings because people who are maybe nervous to travel mm -hmm. might get pushed over that, you know, that little hurdle. Agreed. And, and like Andrew McConnell has said, and Damian Sheridan have said, and everybody else on the podcast, when we talk about direct bookings, it's not always just about getting it directly from your site. It's about getting it from anything like Airbnb, VRBO, booking, all this other stuff. And then it's book, re book redirect. So get them no matter how, whatever OTA or source you get them from, but now it's your turn, your opportunity to get them again but directly. If, if you don't advertise to them by doing an email or placing the badge out and, and on social platforms and all these other ways, right? Then mm -hmm. you're dropping the ball because it's your job to redirect them back to you, not through the site that they're on for 30 seconds to book. Um, Andrew. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, totally. And, you know, I was on a couple, another panel where we were talking about marketing during this time. And this is a great time to think outside the box. So if you are looking to target these people who normally travel internationally, um, who are now staying closer to home, think about how they used to book and catch them there. So if they used to book through REI or if they used to book through a local travel agency, mm -hmm. talk to that travel agency, show them that you have the badge, show them that you're paying attention and maybe they'll include you in their marketing materials and that's how you can also direct book. So thinking uh, outside the box as to who your target audience is during this time um, and how can you reach them. For sure. Well, I think that's a great final touch on that nice, uh, nice, uh, I guess, presentation right there. Um, so in conclusion, <laughs> let's, uh, I want to go ahead and give you the opportunity to give out any shout outs um, and more information on where people can find you. Obviously, I always include everything in the show notes as well as the site. So for any okay. listener, slicktalkthepodcast.com, there's a link. You can go to it. You can find out more information about the cleaning certification and VR scheduler, as well as um, you know, contact info if you want to get the course through me or through Jill. And then of course, Jill can take it from here on more information and all that good stuff. Sure. Okay. So if you want to learn more about VR scheduler and how you can run your operations leaner and more efficiently, go to vrscheduler.com. You can sign up for a free one-on-one -on -one demo there. Um, you can actually sign up for a free trial. Um, and I encourage you to do so. If you are interested in the cleaning certification program and keeping your staff and housekeepers safe, as well as your guests, you can go to cleaningcertification.com. Um, use the coupon code SLICKTALK for 10% off any course. The courses are only $20. You can run your whole staff through the course. You can get yourself a badge and increase your bookings. Um, I also have to shout out to Chris at IPRAC for helping to develop the whole overall system. Thanks, Chris. Go to IPRAC to learn more about your um, increasing guest trust through verifying your owners. And um, shout out to Slick Talk.
Thank you so much for listening. We love your support and want to provide the best we can to all our listeners. So please find us online, social media, and on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. What's up, everybody? If you've gotten this far into the episode of Slick Talk, the Hospitality Podcast, then you are amazing, and thank you so much for tuning in. We want to send you two places really quickly. If you can, check out the show notes and click the hospitality.fm link. Check out all of our other shows on the podcast network. And don't forget, if you have someone that you want to hear on the podcast, then fill out the guest fill-out form so that way we can get them on the show. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy another episode of Slick Talk, the Hospitality Podcast.